Fantastic Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. We'll get to uh, three big headlines here in just a couple minutes. Just following up on uh, the latest older player in the NBA. I love Julius Irving, Dr. J. Great guy. Mm. But uh, he's now jumped on the LeBron's, you know, LeBron doesn't deserve credit because he's a super team guy. Uh, got after the Nets saying they're trying to buy a title. And I was mentioning to John, who's a little bit younger than I am, uh, going back to 1982, that when the Sixers needed to win a title and make the push, they added the best rebounder in the world, the defending MVP. I forgot how good numbers-wise Moses Malone was back-to-back years to close out his Rockets career. The Sixers went out and got 31.15 rebound per game, Moses Malone. Like when centers really mattered and rebounds were massive. Yeah, his last two years, he averaged roughly 29 points a game and 15 rebounds. By the way, he won the rebounding title five of six years. But but teams now are buying a title. Doc, you added Moses Malone. It's craziness. It's so dumb. And then no, does that, no one challenges him? Like that's that's the immediate response is like Moses Malone, Doc. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and we mention it all the time. Barkley loves to do the same thing. He's like ring chaser. Chuck, you bailed out of Philly. You're like, I gotta go get a ring. Right. Let me try Phoenix. Let me try Houston. So Let me be the fourth guy instead of number one. It's so dumb. It's it's such a weird like thing. There's there's, there's more honor. I well, I, I can't even say there's more honor because Dr. J did it. But for some, there's more honor. I get like that's the thing. There's more honor in I guess losing and going one and eight in the NBA Finals. Was that Stockton's record in the NBA Finals? Whatever it was. But uh, I guess I don't know. I'd rather acquire pieces that would help me win a title. So. It's time for the three presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at eight seven 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 hundred Nova. You know all the stuff in college basketball with the uh, men's basketball coaches? Coaching carousel kind of slowed down, mm-hmm. right? We haven't had any crazy openings. Maybe there's going to be an NBA hire. Someone will get stolen. Maybe there'll be uh, some sort of NCAA penalty that'll push someone out like it did with Sean Miller at Arizona. Actually, the biggest news of the last couple of weeks was, and this is great for women's basketball, uh, Kim Mulkey was making $2.27 million at Baylor. She's moved on to LSU. You know, she's a little edgy. She can be a little bit petulant, a little bit childish, a little bit immature, right? She's had a history. Um, I think it's really weird that LSU that has problems going back to less miles with the football program, sexual assault issues with its male athletes, just like Baylor did, that they're like, hey, let's bring Kim Mulkey into the mix, who vehemently defended Baylor. But, uh, yeah, she made a, a big show of things. Um what was she flexing her muscle over? Fire this. Where are all those tangible whole parish people? Well, I'm going to take this damn mask off. Because yeah. I have a lot to say. There you go. Man, she's so take, take the mask off. You got a lot to say, Big Kim. I hope one it. day I have a daughter and I'm going to play this YouTube clip for her. <laughs> like, this is what you should aspire to be. That's who I want to play for. A leader. A leader of women. She cares about other women, too. Sometimes. If it hurts her basketball program, then get out of the way. If it's a means to an end. Punch in the face. Punch in the face. Uh, Bad news for UNLV basketball today. It's not a shocker because you really couldn't get – or you couldn't pin down Kevin Kruger, the new coach, on the top-rated recruit remaining from last year's class. That was Arthur Kaluma. But uh, 
looks like he's going to be released from his uh, letter of intent. So he'll be a free agent. And now UNLV's got another hole to fill. So I think right now they've got three openings, and we'll see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the argument could be made. Uh, Kaluma was a top 50 player that they can go out and get someone who can help them immediately, who may be as good or better than Kaluma, at least in the short term. Now, long term, if the guy stayed around for two or three years, that's a you know a top 50 player is not something to sneeze at. Well, that's uh, that's my whole thing is, you know, it's it's been a little bit since UNLV has gotten guys uh, not only to come to the program, but stick around for a good while. We have had a couple examples of that, but to stick through with a coaching staff and watch them develop before your eyes from freshman to upperclassmen and then move on. So it would have been cool. To have him there, and especially a high-level player at that at that position, but kind of expect this kind of turmoil, like you said. And bummer in the last couple of days, they were working the transfer market for. Uh, they were in on a guy named Ty Gross, who was at Eastern Michigan, who I'm pretty sure has a really close ties to Imani Bates, who's going to be the number one player next year's class. Uh, Gross just decided on Friday to leave Eastern Michigan, and there was a feeding frenzy for the six eight player who'd averaged about fifteen and seven. Uh, programs that were in on them were Georgetown, Marquette, Clemson, UNLV, Wichita State, and Utah. But Butler, Butler got him, so he's going to the Big East. So bummer there. That's the kind of they. I think they need at least one or two more of those types of guys because um, they they've they've rebuilt the defense. Mm-hmm. That was that's the primary concern. They've got a score in Justin Webster who's coming in from Hawaii as a sophomore, averaged about twelve points a game, shot well. But they need a couple of alpha dogs who we know because I think some of the guys they brought in will develop into scorers. But they got to get a couple of guys in who had already averaged, you know, nine to twelve points a game, so they know they have some reliable scoring. Because they got, I think they got size, they got defense on the inside. They're going to have defense on the perimeter. They're going to be hopefully with Marvin Coleman back uh, and adding the West Virginia kid uh, at point guard. They're going to be a little deeper at point guard. So, but now you got to get some people who can fill fill the bucket because in the Mountain West Conference, we know there's a bunch of teams that can score. And I would add to that, not just fill the bucket, but it fits together while being able to fill the bucket because the last few years, we have seen a lot of times where the offense bogged down and it gets to a little bit of isolation, like, all right, just give it to Hamilton, give it to one guy, Hardy, right, a couple years ago, and let's just see if they can work and find something for us offensively. You need a little bit more team ball effort. We're going to check in with Stormy Bonatoni later on. That's our weekly hockey spot in the 5 o'clock hour. She, of course, is the Ringside reporter with the Golden Knights. All right. You know, the NHL is moving and shaking here. Mm-hmm. We talked about the deal about a month ago with ESPN. I think that's massive. Massive. You got to be on ESPN. Uh, you also, I, I think it's a giant benefit to have a place that will archive your games. I know everyone's not down with ESPN Plus, but I actually think that's one of the best parts of ESPN Plus is that essentially they provide you with a DVR of sorts. You can go back and watch the games. 100%. I think that's big. Unfortunately, uh, CBS and Fox just haven't caught up on that front. Well, this is when you know you're a good league, when you've got TV partners. Do that again. TV partners, right? Um, not just one TV partner. So they've NBC tried. It just it wasn't great. It wasn't great. NBC Sports Network wasn't great. So Turner stepped up. They've signed for seven years with the NHL. Uh, three Stanley Cup finals are going to be on Turner. Uh, Winter Classic eh, deals worth about $225 million annually. I was like, eh. I mean, it's not going to be the NFL. No. But the exposure, listen, from the NBA, Turner does a good job covering sports, right? And and baseball. Mm-hmm. No argument with that. We know ESPN does a great job. And I know there's people out there who are like, ESPN, that's still a thing. You know it's a thing. Shut up. Right. You watch games, you know it's a thing. You may not watch Sports Center or the Talking Head shows, but when it comes to the live telecast and then the cross promotion and then all the different platforms, 
you, you have to be with ESPN. I mean, between the Mountain West Conference and the NHL, there's no one who's going to convince me that however long it's been since both were off, yep. that the last 15 years have been good times television-wise for either organization. No, I would completely agree with that. And by all indications on, on social media, uh, they are going to get a day. Sounds like it'll be like a Tuesday type of deal. So you know how right now TNT and NBA have Tuesdays and Thursdays where you get like, you know, we get you know Shaq and Chuck and now Tuesdays have kind of gone to the other way where it's Candace Parker and uh, Lefko and all of them. But regardless, that's going to help as well. A standalone primetime day where you get like a doubleheader of some really good matchups in the NHL. Like that kind of stuff is going to help their brand too in getting exposed on top of being on ESPN. I'd be more inclined to watch on certain days like that, right? Where you get a really good studio together. And that's the more important part, too. I know. Right? Is well, you know what we're going to do? Talent together. Yep. Keep going. Well, because there was, there was already a push. People were like, put Barkley in on Tuesdays. I was like, no. For hockey? Okay. Yeah. I, like, I mean, he, he can jump in every once in a while. No, you know what? They they probably need to go. They might have to go go get a couple of villains who, you know, piss people off Yeah. as part of the team. Mike Milbury and Jeremy Roenick are out. So, you know what? I'm going to ask uh, Stormy that. You can ask her, whatever. 5.30, Stormy's going to be in, but we'll talk about the new TV deal. We'll also talk about the challenges of doing the playoffs. If that border doesn't open, Canadian border, how are we going to do the playoffs here? You know, it's one thing to do the regular season and have everyone segregated. They got to freaking figure this out. Nova Home Loans brings you the three. It's a refi raid at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. It's time for Cofield and Company's Path to the Draft. Brought to you by Battle Board Injury Lawyers. Need legal advice? Call 570-9000. That was an interesting combo during the break. We were just talking about taking our shirts off if we look like Mac Jones. I Actually, I wish I looked like I'm an old man now. So, But I'm saying he's a high-level quarterback. But it's like there's so many things that go into grading a quarterback, and we start to overthink it. Um, I'm still up in the air in the Jaguars. I'm reading what Urban Meyer said, and I don't know if it's Trevor Lawrence. He said they're considering three guys. How much- this, this could be one of the more incredible, and maybe we're, over, we're overblowing this, um, this could be one, one of the more incredible statements before the draft. Like, we know who you're taking. How much do you dock Mac Jones for his nipple size? Oh, I don't. I didn't even look at him, brother. All I saw was mushy middle, and I'm like, <laughs> come on, man. You're going to the NFL. You got you to lift some weights. <laughs> John Reed is with us, Florida Times Union. He covers the Jaguars. John, good stuff to get into, right? Uh, Mac Jones shirtless? Yeah, you guys are having a good time with it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right, so tell us what Urban Meyer said in the last day or so where he's like, yeah, we're actually considering three different quarterbacks for the number one pick. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm laughing. Because who, I mean, come on now, let's be realistic. Yeah. It was the Trevor Lawrence, the reason why he came out of retirement. And, um, you know, he could have probably be in Texas right now coaching the Longhorns if uh, he didn't have his opportunity to coach Trevor Lawrence. But, uh, you know, they, they've been going with this, um, I don't know, mandate to not to say that they're, <laughs> they're definitely picking oh, them. So I guess they're trying to make it interesting. But uh, from having Trevor Lawrence to say that he's already donating 20000 to to uh, charities <laughs> in Jacksonville. To, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> and I tell you this, guys: if, that, if Trevor Lawrence is, is not the pick, then boy, 
it'll be one troubled day in Jacksonville on oh, yeah. uh, on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the ultimate smokescreen, would it not? Have Trevor Lawrence donate to those charities? Just <laughs> the off need to Yeah, it is. yeah it is. and like two two weeks ago, he essentially said that you know that, that hey, you know if it, it's up to him, I mean they might have to let um, Sean Con, the owner, you know, get it, you know, kind of. Put him through to see what he thinks, but man, come on, man, we we can't fool the masses. This this choice has been decided in um, the day that he was hired on January the fourth. <laughs> so when you look at the Jacksonville, obviously number one seems decided. They do have a second first round pick. So a lot of the right. times we will see teams when they have two first round picks, they'll go quarterback and then you know franchise left tackle or maybe offensive skill position player. What do you think the strategy is then with the 25th overall pick that Jacksonville holds? Well, I, I feel from the, the strategy should be to go get a, a, a tackle to protect a, a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, but that's not going to happen. I think what they're going to do is try to add some more weapons, weapons on the field, and um, you're probably looking at a receiver going at that 25th pick, someone like Kadarius Tony, real fast, and they can use, utilize them, you know, in many ways, from the slot, playing outside, probably can even do some in-arounds and get him the ball as a ball carrier. But uh, um, Irvin's been too much talking about speed, and, and this team doesn't have enough of it, and you can never have enough playmakers. And I mean, going one and 15, they got 10 picks, so it's needs across the board. But you have to add weapons to, to, to utilize um, Trevor the way he needs to be, particularly in, in his first year here coming off a of 1-15 season. So I think speed is going to be the need, and uh, and that's something definitely that uh, Irvin Meyer has been talking about that they don't have enough of. Well, and this is a team that's got, what, four picks in the top 45 selections, right? So you can get that offensive lineman in a relatively deep draft, I would yeah. think, at 33 or 45, no? Yeah, you're you, you correct. I mean, probably in the fourth round. And right now, you know, <laughs> I guess the same as talking about we, we're not decided if we're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. I mean, there's this offensive line, I mean, I'm really shocked that they didn't try to upgrade it Doing free agency, but um, Urban Meyer said he liked the guys coming back. He likes Cam, and he obviously they tendered him with the franchise tag. And uh, Andrew Noel took a pay cut, but uh, I don't know. I think they're overestimating the talent of, of this group. They've been together obviously for three years, but uh, I don't know. Jawan Taylor didn't have a real good season on that opposite end there at right tackle. And even though I thought that uh, inside they, they block well enough um, for the run game to go, but um, I don't know. When you got this situation, man, you got to definitely improve your depth. And, um, you know, Tim Robinson with that uh, franchise tag, there's no guarantee that he's going to be back after this season. So I think that's something that they might have overestimated. And I did the. the regime that was there a year ago with Doug Marone, they did that same mistake. So uh, they definitely have a need to address on the offensive line, as well as, as, well as the defensive front. 
Talking Jaguars path to the draft here on Cofield and Company. Number one pick is up. Number one pick is up. We counted down from 32 to 1. John Reed's helping it out. Covers the Jaguars from the uh, Florida Times Union. So they've got five picks in the top 65. You just mentioned the need for help on offense and the might go uh, with that second first round pick to wide receiver. Do you see at least two of these picks going to the defense? Yeah, but I, you know, <laughs> let's go down the list here. I mean, they got to get a tight end. There's no if and ends or but about that. They they don't have a pass catching tight end. You got to throw underneath routes to even make it honest with the defense. So I would think that they would probably get a tight end around either the number 45th in that last second round pick they have or or um, the first pick they have in the third round at number 65. And then they would go, I would think, in the fourth round, they got up to 106. They would go for an edge rusher there. And um, I think they would add another cornerback, maybe six. Maybe they don't have a six, but maybe in the seventh round they had a cornerback. But uh, they, they really did a lot of um, – you know, most of their focus on free agency was in was the defensive line, and um, they got Sha- 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 Shaquille um, Griffin at the cornerback, and safety. They got safety help, so they addressed a, a lot of those needs in free agency. But to bring in young talent, and you're talking about a defense that you know last season gave up thirty, uh, around around about thirty one points a game, <laughs> but. Um, Definitely a need, but um, they got to get weapons on the field. <laughs> they got to, you know, you can have the best defense in the world in this league, but if you don't um, put points on the scoreboard, you still don't have much of a chance to win. So. <laughs> John, what's the vibe around Jacksonville with Lawrence coming? What are the ticket sales like? Um, you know, what's the configuration going to be where they don't have to cover a bunch of the seats? Yeah, you're right about that. But I tell you what, I've, I'm working on a story on that. Um, well, it's amazing, I guess, because um, Trevor Lawrence is only 21 years old. But they're, they're actually saying from the Jaguars that the fan base, they got 50% new fans that, that had no no former ticket holders or anything, first-timers. And right now, the, the, the rate of them, um, you know, putting in the season ticket deposits is 50%. And it's 10 years younger from their from their from their existing um, season ticket holders, so they're young. <laughs> but uh, it's just amazing to me. And to be honest, guys, I mean, I've been here covering this team since 2017. Went through Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, Garner Minshew. Problem is that there's out of those guys, you know, those those was backups that they made into starting quarterbacks. The hope of being a franchise quarterback. And it's just a, you know, being in this town and, and going through a one in fifteen season, it's just a, a man, it's just a uptick of excitement. They're gonna have a um, a draft party on um, Thursday night. It limited it to six thousand, but that's sold out. It's you know, nice. I think it's sold out in two days, and it's it, it's needed. I mean, cool. I mean, I think the football guys. <laughs> have opened up the clouds and seen how much this team has suffered with nine losing seasons in 10 years. I mean, it's just, I mean, I covered the NBA in New Orleans with the Pelicans. And I've, I've, I've been through this, this of number one pick. I was there in New Orleans when they, um, the Pelicans drafted Anthony Davis, number one. And, um, 
You know, it, I think when you're in a town and you have a number one pick, even though you got a season ahead, and there's so many things can happen in a, in a four-year window for the NFL because that's the, the length of the rookie contract. But just to see the excitement, and it's been a lot of negative, and it's been warranted. I mean, I just really felt that this franchise has not been um, – have made great, great decisions, lived on mistakes. You know, you don't live and die with Blake Bortles after four years. If he didn't get it done the first three years, well, nothing was going to change after that. But, uh, yep. you know, to see things moving in the positive direction and Urban Meyer, you, I mean, he's coming in here with um, demanding a lot. Um, he's been forthcoming and, and he's going to put a lot of pressure on those guys. I don't think they've they're going to have a coach like what they're going to get in Urban Meyer as far as pushing them to excellence. So it's a move in a good direction, and um, and it's well <laughs> much needed, and um, and it's been long awaited. <laughs> John, that was great, man. We appreciate it. Have fun on the draft, and uh, like you just said, have fun covering a team that's on the upswing now instead of kind of mediocre on the downslide. Yes, sir. Man, appreciate you guys having me on, and. Um, Put your rabbit's foot out and see if these guys can win over the next few seasons. I know you got your own team there in, in Las Vegas, yeah. but boy, it's, it's been a lot of losing here. <laughs> Thanks, John. Good night. There he is. John Reed covers the Jaguars, Florida mm-hmm. Times Union. Uh, if I have my rabbit's foot out, it is revolving around the fact that Urban Meyer might be serious and doesn't take Trevor Lawrence, and I might have a heart attack on draft night. Kyle Pitts, first overall pick. Kyle Pitts, yes. I love the ultimate weapon. Don't worry about the quarter. You got Minshew. You don't draft for need. No. Best available. No. By the way, how's that man so happy after covering so many awful things? <laughs> he's, he's a jolly guy. <laughs> I'd be so depressed. I mean, you know, Adam Hill will rip the hell out of Jacksonville. New Orleans and Jacksonville, at least, yeah, might get a little sticky. But the weather's consistently pretty nice. So usually the sun's shining, so you can be in a good mood. I wouldn't know. The only time I've been to Florida was the inside of the Orlando airport. Yeah, it's not a great look at it. Yeah. Someday, John. Very Some- uncomfortable bench to sleep on for five hours. Oh, really? Layover? Yeah. Terrible layover? Oh, no. All right, on the way back, well, let's get into uh, what's going on from a fantasy football standpoint in this draft. Because I, I can tell you, uh, a year ago when we did these lists, like, hey, who are going to be the impact fantasy football guys coming out of the 2020 draft? Uh, <laughs> Robinson and Gibson. The two running backs who turned out to be some of the most valuable guys were not on top of the look-ahead list. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. So you're saying people from high-tax states are moving to low-tax states. That's one of the drivers behind all the movement. What does this mean for existing homes and the price of our homes? It's time to trust us. Presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call him today at 577-2600. That was uh, Maria Bartiromo on the way back from CNBC. Dustin DeHart is here with us. I want to address that in a second um, because there's been some weird confusion. That was actually part of a story talking about this supposed exodus from California to go to lower tax states. That's coming up. That's coming up in five I got to finish up on one more thing. We were just talking about the Jaguars, right? And we had a dude on uh, who's covered the Jaguars for a couple of years here. And he's just like, hey, it's, it's been pretty miserable. Like, finally, there's some hope, you know, the upswing, because Trevor Lawrence is going there. They got Urban Meyer. I'm the only I, I hate doing this. 
I'm guessing I'm one of the only people on Sports Talk who's mentioned this in relation to Mike Tomlin, right? Did you did you even like was there any reaction to you or from you? Were you thinking anything, John, if I can speak English, when Tomlin signed the extension? Yeah. My first thought was, I don't even know why he's staying. Yeah, but my first question was why. It's a great organization, huh. but who's the quarterback? I, yeah. I seriously, I would have been looking around and going, you know what? Who's got the quarterback or who's getting the quarterback? Like, I think the Jags can be an attractive situation. Now, it takes some, you're going to drop some big stones on the table by going, you know what? I'm leaving the Steelers, going to the Jaguars. But I actually, I think, I think they have a good owner. They got to get more, you know, good football people around. They brought in Urban Meyer. I don't know what's going to happen, man. But I would be excited to, to coach Trevor Lawrence and also have four more picks after that where I can build the offense in the top 65. I don't I don't think you're wrong in the assessment that like Jacksonville's a very attractive job, right? We had this conversation like when we were talking about the most attractive jobs in the offseason to me it was like the Jets and the Jags. Like why wouldn't not be? But I also think that uh, <laughs> what? Sorry, I did I shook my head with the Jets. Oh, well. I'm, I I I have confidence that the Jets have the right coach, they have the right management, but I'm still not confident in ownership. Mm-hmm. You'd I be a shot- lot more confident Tomlin there, I'm sure, right? Oh, as a Jets yeah, coach? Right. A, a billion percent yeah. I like, but but I also I like Robert Sala. But it 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 also it starts from the top down, and if you don't sure. feel confident, the owner is going to give you what you need. Mostly stay out of the way, but when things go to crap, the owner's got to step in and go. This ain't good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and really quickly though, to finish my point is, yeah, I think you're right about all that. But I think there's also we forget the allure of job security and like mm-hmm. and Tomlin is secure in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's going to be there until he essentially retires, unless they go completely in the tank over the next three years. It's you know, he's going to be there for a while. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, it so, is. Yeah, and they have good management mm-hmm. and they 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 win. And I mean, there is there is something to be said about the guy who's alongside you getting the players. Like you got to have confidence; they know mm-hmm. what the hell they're doing. Because as a yeah. coach, you may have some opinions, but you you need the expert who does it year round. Yeah, and they seem to do. Well, I mean, right. it seems like every year they have a stud wide receiver out of nowhere, right. you know, and like, yeah, I, I get it. But, but Ben's, <laughs> what's the plan at quarterback? Sure. What are they doing? That, that's and what? are they one of the create that could that be a wacky could thing think? that happens here where someone slides down and the Steelers are like, yeah. all right, let's move up from the twenties into the uh, teens and get that fifth quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Where are they at? The twenties right now? I think they're at twenty four. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, is that their pick? Give you. I think it's twenty five actually. Okay. I'll tell you so, right now, twenty four. You're right. Okay. Twenty five is Jacksonville. That's what. You know. Or wait one more year and grab them next year. I don't know how the quarterback class looks like next year, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Now, that all said, yeah. if Urban Meyer doesn't win there, come on, dude. You're getting, hopefully, you know, I, I think, a generational quarterback. You've got four more picks in the top 65. Dude, you got to so freaking win. So you think win. his leash is short? No, I don't think it's short, okay. but, but I mean, he, I don't want to hear excuses. I mean, you, if, gotcha. you're getting, if you're getting a guy who's supposed to be, you know, the best prospect quarterback since, yeah. you know, you name it, luck. Right, Andrew Luck, who was highly rated, you got to win. By the way, four picks in the top forty-five, not even the top sixty-five. So you better yeah, do five, something. five in the top sixty-five, five, four in the top forty-five. <laughs> so yeah. you better do something with them. 100%. That long ago, where the Jack Jacksonville is pretty good too. And that, you know, and that that goes to the owner because it was clear after they made it all the way to the title game, mm-hmm. and they freaking you know won. They played Should conservative, <laughs> right? They crapped it away against the Patriots, yeah. and it showed they didn't believe in Blake Bortles, and he can't come back. Yeah. And if Marone wants him back or the GM mm-hmm. wants him back, they all go. You're all out, but dragged his feet, dragged his feet. So bad move there. All right, let's go back to the comment coming in. Um, There is, there's this narrative out there and maybe you're seeing it that there, and we get a lot of California people here, but that people are just flooding out of California because of the taxes. Is that, is that what you're seeing? Um, Well, that's one of the reasons, Um, you know, real estate's 
priced very highly up there, you know? So we, we see a lot of people, Steve, they, they work in California. They can't afford a house in California. Right. So they call us up saying, Hey, I want to buy my primary residence in Las Vegas. And I, you know, I plan on moving there in like four or five years. Well, that doesn't work. You have to have a job here. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean the tax benefits, I mean, you know, Vegas is an attractive city. So yeah, I, I think the narrative is a little inflated too much. Well, I, you hear I, it, I, honestly, you know, I think the narrative is actually, it's a little bit uh, political based uh-huh. because people look at California, right. you know, as this crazy place with the high taxes. Sure. Um, if you talk to people, a lot of people live in California. Uh-huh. One, they're, if they own a house, their house is appreciated through the roof, right? Well, so they basically what, got a right. retirement fund. But the second right. part of it is as you drive around California, and I was there in Southern California this last weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's the taxes are basically that's the price of living in California. Sure. It's, it's it's freaking nice, nice right? <laughs> right? Exactly. And then and then like because right. I'm seeing reports like oh take, right? Texas is the place. <clears throat> yeah, is it as compared to California? Yeah, but tell me, look, you depends know, on what you like. There's a ton of people that bought these houses 20 years ago that are worth a million dollars. Yep. And they're nothing compared to what you're going to buy here for seven hundred thousand. I, I agree. And they you know literally can come in here pay for a cash and have a pretty good living. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think it's you know if you have a job then I think that's more of a retirement thing. I just of think course. this narrative like California just sucks. I'm like I yeah. what I saw it doesn't suck. <laughs> no, it it's expensive not. to live there but it's yeah. freaking I beautiful. love going to California. Right? Yeah. You go all the time. Yeah. And uh you know we're gonna start going more often now that uh all these restrictions are slowly getting lifted. We so. are <laughs> You can come with us. You go all the time. Well, I thought we you were go to the, the best region. You go to the best region going. Fresno. Man, you love Fresno. Best Central California. Fresno. Oh, he, he loves it. He's got family there. Well, my in-laws oh, okay. are from there. Now, my, my other <laughs> – so, we start laughing. My family's actually out in Santee and San Diego, so I love going out okay. there. Yes. 100%. All right. Uh, give me cut number two. I thought this was kind of interesting. There's a little confusion on what's going on yeah. with current real estate. Yeah, I think I heard this. As Bart Romo was talking about, I don't know, existing homes versus new homes. For the first time in 15 years, it costs less to buy a new house than a home that was previously owned. Tell me about that trend. What's driving all of this? Uh, well, yeah. that makes no sense. When I heard that, I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we got to talk to Dustin. I know. When I heard that, that, too, I'm like, what? Is, am I, what really? Is, am I I'm, I'm ready to get out of my existing home. <laughs> I, it's cheaper to buy a brand new one <laughs> that I don't have to fix and repair and upgrade? Right. And then, I'm in. And then the guy after that says, oh, and lumber prices are 400% and all this. Well, that totally contradicts what she's saying. It makes no sense <laughs> It doesn't sound cheap at all. Right. Like, just for instance, the spread here in Vegas is about $80,000. Is it really? And that's come down a little bit in the last couple of years, but not much. You know what I mean? because resales have gone through the roof, but it's still way more expensive to buy a brand new house than a resale. But look, I'm born and raised here. That wasn't always the case, right? That's part of our supply issue is, you know, when I was a kid, you could spend, you know, 15 grand and rehab your house, right? And completely remodel it to the new trend or 30 grand more and buy a brand new house. That was kind of where it was at. So it wasn't that much more to buy the brand new house. Now it's completely different, right? Especially people want to be in the master plan community, Summerlin, Green Valley, right? Now, if you're already there, well, you know, you've got to spend, you know, gosh, in Summerlin, it's $500,000 just to get a lot, like everything's a lot premium now, like no view, no nothing. You're spending money on a lot, right? And before you know it, you got an $800,000 house. You could spend a hundred grand to rehab it or 200 grand, or you could go buy a brand new house for 1.7 million. Like, well, that makes any sense, you know? So that's, I mean, that's part of the reason for our supply issue right now. And people that want to get into those communities, they're outpriced. They can't afford it. So here we are. Dustin Hart, Nova Home Loans, 877-700-NOVA. John, I'm going to ask you a question. So John's going to be in the market to buy a house soon because he, awesome. he's, he's getting the, the, the 
deals extended, right. uh, all different jobs. He's going to make a lot of money, right? He's already making a lot now. Sure. Highly successful. So you you go into a house. You, you, you yeah. Yes, you job on total. You look over your shoulders. Like, is your renting John? now, John? <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. I'm gotcha. Um, let's just say a backyard's important to you, it right? Is. What would be in your dream backyard? What would be some of the elements? I don't think I want a pool. You don't? No. Okay. I don't think I would use it enough. So then what else? <laughs> it's funny you say that. Yeah, got it. Yeah, no, pools are great. After two years, you're like, yeah, I go to my pool like three times a year. Right. Like, it's really That's worth the thing. It, you have you to know, know you yeah. are going to use it. Yeah. If like, you have a we, kid, I think you do. Right? I have a kid. Yeah. Then you'd probably use it more than I would. Yeah. So yeah. I think that my, my thing is more like maintenance and upkeep, upkeep of the pool as opposed to usage. Yeah, but 25 bucks yeah. a week, you got a guy. That um, but potentially a pool, it's not at the top of the list. I would say like space in terms of grass, like area to play for the kid you know outdoor kitchen. yeah things <laughs> yeah. like that i would like a i'm a, I'm a cooker i like it yeah, i like to dive into barbecuing and things like go. that so space for that okay yeah. well you know what you nailed it because that's where i was going with this yeah so i've talked about refinancing my house dustin did it for me really easy and so i took a bunch of money out well with the pandemic you're not going to have a bunch of people traipsing in and out of the house so right so now i'm starting to think about hey what am i going to do you were thinking indoor kitchen if you know point, what right you know what happens though <laughs> is like we really like the backyard yeah. and we want to like, we're out there all the time. Like your, your sure. example of the pool, like we go out there all the time. Did you have a pool. Yes. Gotcha. I have a small right. pool. We redid that uh, mm -hmm. way before all of this. So now the, like we have some space there where mm -hmm. there, we can add some stuff. And I was actually thinking of, I'm not saying this is going to come back. Like, well, look at the value of this. But I was actually thinking not of an outdoor kitchen, but some, something that, you know, kind of builds it up. So what's your opinion on getting, getting something you know whatever built-in barbecue your refrigerator maybe a a flat top yeah, like, like what is that is that a smart move absolutely yeah that that will always sell and that will always be attractive whether you you know cooker or not that's it looks fantastic and yeah it now that makes an extension of the house right yeah. you're going out there and you're cooking and you're entertaining yeah, I'm doing the same thing for the house in Mount Charleston. I have a oh, patio really? up there. Oh, yeah. there we have to talk cool. off the air, my yeah. friend. Do you have a guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and there's this cool grill. It's called the Evo Grill. It's like, you ever go to Teppanaki? You know, yeah, sure. yeah. it's basically like you can do your old Teppanaki in cool. your house. You know, oh. I mean, of course, you got to have the, oh, no. the normal grill and the smoker and all that. That's all I need to tell the, the girlfriend. She knows <laughs> yeah. I go crazy over the freaking Teppanaki. Well, and that was to, to, to build on that point. Like yeah. when I'm looking at like a house, yeah. when I was growing up, my uncle had like a, like a bar outside with yeah. a built in barbecue. Oh, yeah. And I always yeah. wanted like one of those. Like, that's really cool yeah. to entertain, to have all that. Absolutely. You know, we want a bigger family, too. Uh, so that would help in that regard as well. So like having a space to just kind of hang out away from people, but still be outside. Is yeah, we have one in Green Valley. It's got professional misters, you know, a really. gazebo and a TV. I mean, like, it's awesome just hanging yeah. out there. At what you know point I mean? do you then you potentially take away from your backyard by having that take up too much of the yard? Like, yeah. I, like what he's yeah. talking about. I would love to take part of the yard and just I don't build, build something circular and have a have the bar. It's just more living space. If it's grass, right? I mean, I, I think that just we have a whole area of it. just pavers yeah. that we have furniture on. And the more I look at it, I'm like, we mm -hmm. don't ever go over to yeah, that section. You need a covered space and somewhere to hang out over there. Uh -oh. Fire fire pit, something. Uh -oh. <laughs> you know? Uh oh, the bill's it's getting actually higher. cheaper cheaper than you think. I've I've got the guy for All right. you. All right. We're gonna have to talk. All right. I got my concrete guy <laughs> working on it. <laughs> but yeah, actually, you know, and the, the funny thing is. Uh, I mean, not everyone wants that, right? There are a lot of people mm -hmm. who are like, it's a hundred and freaking million, you know, whatever it is, one ten during the summer. I don't right. want to go outside. We don't yeah. mind that. Um, I was, I was actually looking for 
examples of built-ins mm-hmm. and uh, just went on like Zillow, right? Oh, and started, and I was looking at houses that, I mean, the, you know, a lot of them, because I, I don't know that houses in my range all have them. So right. I started looking at houses that were 700, 800, 1.5 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's shocking how many how many people have houses that are in excess of $800,000 and have almost nothing in their I backyard. Know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm the exact opposite. I'm, I'm a backyard guy, right? for sure. Yeah. All right. All right, John. Yeah. Let's talk a little draft here before we get Dustin out of here. Dustin DeHart's with us. Who are going to be the impact guys? Do you think any of the quarterbacks, like for the fantasy draft coming up, do any of the quarterbacks make your top five? Or they even Lawrence, is it just too risky to expect one of them to be Justin Herbert? I mean, I think potentially it would be Lawrence because you know he's going to be out there. He's got some undervalued mobility that he can add to the game, right? Especially down the stretch with Clemson. He was like <laughs> like their top guy on the ground. And he's sneaky athletic, as we always say. Um, so I think that would potentially add a factor to it. You know, Justin Fields, I think, as well with his mobility, his athleticism. Uh, but Well, I'll say whoever goes to the Niners, is that's an intriguing sure. person. Uh, maybe. If it's Mac Jones, I don't know how much you really use. Like, you just don't have any confidence in him, huh? Well, but like, like for example, yak guy, you know, have twenty-two touchdowns and then a bunch of yardage because of yards after the catch. I mean, that could be the ball off all the time. But I'm like, I'm thinking more of like, yeah, they're going to run the ball a lot, right? And he's not going to be asked to do that much. I think his rookie year, Shanahan's also kind of like the Chris Paul of like head coaches, where he's like involved with every single little play. And I don't know if like he's going to really allow a lot of free reign in that regard. So I, I left quarterbacks off. I think the low-hanging fruit, the easy one, is Kyle Pitts. Like, assuming he's For going sure. to Atlanta, assuming yeah. Matt Ryan's going to be his quarterback, and also throw in the fact that Julio Jones could get traded here right. in the next few days. Like and he, that position itself. Right. right. So yeah. you go from being a rookie with a talented quarterback to potentially being, like, the number one target on that team yeah. that's really good offensively. Do you downgrade Pitts if he's with the Lions? Well, or do you have confidence have, that that they already off- have a tight end too, right? So, but but you're talking about like quarterback yeah. offense. Sure. I would say yes. Yeah. The reason why I have them at the top of my list, and part of my reason why I have these five, I'm assuming where they're going for the most part, right. especially the guys near the top, like Pitts. I assume Atlanta. Uh, Jamar Chase. I assume Cincinnati. You already have that connection with Joe Burrow, that and you have Chase in your top five impact fantasy players. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I, I, again, you have the you have the connection. You have the offense. You know the, the Cincinnati Bengals, one of the league leaders in terms of three wide receiver sets. So you know they're going to spread it out. Like those kind of things are really going to help. I think with Jamar Chase and, and his value. Yeah. So that's going to be up there. Um, now the other ones. This is where you kind of get. I think into a stretch like a Javante Williams. Right. I don't know where Javante Williams is going to go. The only Most thing I, people have him as the third best running back. It's a lot of so there's been a couple who think that he's the best running back in the class. And so there's you want a, him so when he goes to Pittsburgh. Right, and I yeah. think I like okay. that, right, because... You want him late first round. Right, because I think when you're looking at a guy like Javante Williams, and I think Travis Etienne falls in this category too, both are relatively solid pass-catching backs who have some speed and some physicality. Javante Williams, I think, is more of the physical guy. You can get more rushing touchdowns out of him, but I think in today's day and age, you go, you want guys who are going to be able to catch that ball, and I think Williams and especially Etienne are going to fall into that umbrella for sure. Seems like this is pretty much one of the most high-impact rookie fantasy drafts coming up that we've seen in I mean, years, right? I, you don't know. I mean, I would argue, yeah, I would right, argue right, that right. it won't reach last year's. Last year's was okay. incredible. You right. had a quarterback who had a, a really good fantasy right. year in Justin Herbert. You, you had arguably the best statistical wide receiver Seavers. season yeah. ever. Uh, you had two running backs. Now, one was undrafted, mm-hmm. but you had two running backs go for like 1,200-plus mm-hmm. total yards. The, the best guy sure. uh, didn't get there. He was close. 
Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So last year, back actually yeah, no, was really good. You. Yeah, I mean, just the, all the hype everybody's. Oh yeah, well, and I think that's part of it, right? I think yeah. this seems to be, at least from the pre-flop analysis, a very deep offensive class. Whether it's quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, this seems to be a draft class that is very heavy on offensive talent and really low on defensive talent in terms of high upside guys that could impact your team right away. So yeah. I think that's why that's out there. The other guy that I had in my list. This one's kind of iffy. He had some injury problems when he was in college, but uh, Rondell Moore as a slot wide receiver who could eat up like quite a bit of targets, like underneath stuff, really speedy, good hands, depending again on where he goes. And it's hard to project some of these guys where they're going to go at the back end of the first round, early part of the second round. But if like Rondell Moore ends up going with that second pick to Jacksonville, for example, there you go. I think that could be a really good fit and something that they could really use. And he can have some high upside in terms of the volume. So you heard the conversation earlier. Dustin Hart's with us. So – Hey, this is out there for everyone. If you've been in a house for five years, your house has probably gone up. And if you're not in massive debt, you have a pretty good chance to get a lower rate and pull money sure. out of your house and do some improvement. As we, you know, we come out here, we yeah. finally get to live again. Yeah, rates are at two month lows. Three straight weeks of solid interest rates coming down. You know, I mean, we're locking under three percent again. So. Yeah, call us up. I mean, especially if you do have debt, let's pay those credit cards off. I mean, you could turn around and, you know, you're debt free and you can apply that money to your home loan and you can actually pay your home off sooner and be debt free. I mean, the debt consolidation loans are the biggest life changers for people. But yeah, I mean, people are, you know, be careful when you're doing these, you know, it's these renovations now with get the right contractor with the cost of labor and, and lumber and all that crap. Just be careful. But, you know, simple backyard stuff. Yeah, go for it. We're times times right now. And if look, if you're out purchasing a house, it's brutal. You have to be with the right company, the right real estate agent. You know, we see some some people are making offers on thirty or forty different houses, and never getting something accepted. It's 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 a bloodbath. So we can help you get your offer accepted. We'll call the listing agent up for you. We'll give you an approval that's basically as good as cash, and we'll get that offer accepted for you. Phone number five seven seven twenty six hundred. All right, five seven seven twenty six hundred. Time to throw out another number. I'm going to give away a copy of uh, MLB The Show for Xbox. 364-1100, Caller number seven, MLB Show 21 is out. You can create your dream team in uh, Diamond Dynasty. I've seen uh, some of our buddies going crazy McKinnel. with that. McKinnell's yeah, a hey, big Diamond Dynasty guy. <laughs> uh, play uh, with your favorite legends. I thought that was incredible, too. You can you know go back to Hank Aaron in your lineup with whatever you know current Yankee of today. Flashbacks, uh, current day players, all on your team. It's MLB The Show. 21 it's caller seven we're going to be giving away a bunch of these so right now one winner caller seven three six four eleven hundred trust us is presented by dustin dehart at nova home loans call today at five seven seven two six zero zero to learn how to purchase a home with twenty thousand dollars in down payment assistance dial up dustin now five seven seven twenty six hundred